Welcome to Advancing the Agenda. I'm Michael Abramson. Today's topic is the need for the Republican Party to defeat the Democrats' arguments about January 6th. We know that January 6th is going to be a centerpiece of the Democrats' arguments in the 2024 election because January 6th was featured prominently in President Joe Biden's video announcing his re-election campaign. I've placed a link to that video in the episode details of the podcast. The initial scenes of the video are the violence on January 6th, and these images appear later in the video as well. The crux of Joe Biden's arguments is that Republicans are against democracy and against freedom. The Democrats' argument is that President Trump and or Republicans were behind the violence on January 6th, and because of that, President Trump and Republicans cannot be trusted to preserve democracy and freedom in the future. Republicans need to start attacking this argument now, and President Trump cannot do it alone. Rather, the House GOP has a big role in defeating this argument. The most important thing that they can do is prove President Trump's assertion about the National Guard troops in January 6th. President Trump stated that he authorized 10,000 National Guard troops to be deployed in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. President Trump states that Washington, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser did not accept this authorization of troops. Now, of course, if the troops had been present, it is highly unlikely that any riot at the Capitol would have taken place. President Trump's authorization of National Guard troops was likely made in writing, either through a letter, a memo, or an email. It is up to House Republicans to find this written authorization and share it with the American people. If they cannot obtain the written authorization, they should call individuals to testify who had heard President Trump offer these troops. These individuals would include anyone who was in the room with President Trump at the time of the authorization, as well as anyone who might have receive the authorization. Second, Republicans must have those responsible for the security of the Capitol in Washington, D.C. to testify under oath. Concurrently, Republicans would subpoena their emails, notes, and memoranda regarding any security issues and planning for January 6th. These individuals should be asked about why the Capitol was not better fortified, any intelligence about possible attacks, and their responses to President Trump's request to authorize National Guard troops. At the very least, Republicans should call Mayor Muriel Bowser, the head of the Capitol Police Force, the members of the Capitol Police Board, FBI Director Christopher Wray, former Attorney General Bill Barr, former Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi, former House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, former Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, and former Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer. Third, Republicans must determine the FBI's role in January 6th. During a Senate hearing, which I have linked to in the episode details of the podcast, the FBI implied that agents were present at the Capitol on January 6th, but they refused to go into detail because of protection of sources and methods. The Durham Reports' findings of FBI misconduct during the 2016 presidential election and the years thereafter, demonstrate the importance of questioning the FBI's role in January 6th. The Durham report showed that the FBI meddled in the 2016 election 
And it is not that far-fetched to assume that the FBI meddled in the January 6th Capitol riot as well. Fourth, the House of Representatives should release all 40,000 hours of footage from cameras at the Capitol during the January 6th riot. It is not permissible that the footage has only been released to a certain few journalists, such as Tucker Carlson. The American people deserve to see the footage, and in a democracy, everyone should see that information. Speaker McCarthy and Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene have valid concerns that the individuals in those videos may be doxxed and harassed once those videos are released. To avoid that situation, individuals' faces should be blurred, and it should be impossible to determine one's identity. Fifth, House Republicans must delve into the investigation of the two pipe bombs which were planted at the RNC and DNC headquarters on January 5, 2021. House Republicans must determine why these incidents have not been solved. Last, Republicans must thoroughly review all of the material and evidence which the Democrats' January 6th committee collected. It's highly likely that some of the evidence which that committee collected proves that neither President Trump nor the Republicans were involved in the January 6th Capitol riot. Once House Republicans acquire all of this information, it is critical that they are able to reach the American people and convey their findings. The best way to do that is for House Republicans to demand the same type of coverage which the Democrats' January 6th committee received. The Republican-led committee into the January 6th Capitol riot should have both the same schedule and total number of hours of televised hearings as the Democrat-led January 6th committee. For example, if the Democrat-led January 6th committee had hearings in prime time and networks and news organizations broadcasted these hearings live, then these networks and news organizations must also broadcast the findings of the Republican-led inquiry into the January 6th committee on a live basis and during prime time. If television stations preempted programs during the day for the January 6th committee, they need to preempt television programs for the Republicans' findings. And if television stations do not go along with these Republicans' demands, Republicans should file lawsuits based on equal time laws, and they should file complaints with the Federal Communications Commission and the Federal Elections Commission. The Republican story needs to get out to the American people, and television should not be used as a medium to help only one political party. In the final minutes of the podcast, I want to lay out some general observations about the January 6th Capitol riot. First, and most importantly, the Democrats' January 6th committee did not find a scintilla of evidence which shows that President Trump was involved in the January 6th Capitol riot. No sheet of paper, memorandum, email, phone conversation, or witness statements. President Trump did not participate in the riot, he did not know about it, and there was no coordination. Next, I want to point to an article from Reuters News Service from August 20th, 2021, and I've linked to it in the episode details of the podcast. The most important point of the article is in paragraph 16. 
In discussing President Trump and the violence on January 6th, the article states, and I quote, The FBI has so far found no evidence that he or people directly around him were involved in organizing the violence, according to the four current and former law enforcement officials. This paragraph addresses the main point of the January 6th inquiry, which is whether President Trump was involved. And it should have been the first paragraph in the article. The paragraph is so important because it shows that the FBI has not found any evidence that President Trump or those around him were involved in the Capitol riot. The article also states, and I quote, The FBI has found scant evidence that the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol was the result of an organized plot to overturn the presidential election result, according to four current and former law enforcement officials. Though federal officials have arrested more than 570 alleged participants, the FBI at this point believes the violence was not centrally coordinated by far-right groups or prominent supporters of then-President Donald Trump, according to the sources who have been either directly involved in or briefed regularly on the wide-ranging investigations. 90-95% to of these are one-off cases, said a senior law enforcement official with knowledge of the investigation. Then you have 5% maybe of these militia groups that were more closely organized, but there was no grand scheme with Roger Stone or Alex Jones and all these people to storm the Capitol and take hostages. I want to conclude by referencing an article that I wrote on January 12, 2021, that is six days after the riot. It is entitled, Trump Did Not Cause, Commit, Capital Riots, and I've linked to it in the episode details of the podcast. In the article, I make several arguments as to why President Trump was not involved in the Capitol riot. Trump encouraged the supporters to march peacefully and patriotically. Trump has always favored law and order and specifically took actions against the desecration of American symbols. And President Trump had a strategy for challenging the results of the election. He would do so by the same methods that the Democrats used in 2001, 2005, and 2017. That is, with House members objecting with a signature of a member of the Senate. I've provided a link in the episode details of the podcast of Democrats implementing this strategy. President Trump would have known that a riot at the Capitol would have derailed this strategy. The points made in this podcast should be sufficient to convince everyone that President Trump did not have anything to do with the Capitol riots. Unfortunately, though, many people still believe that President Trump was responsible and Democrats are going to continue making this argument. Therefore, it is incumbent upon House Republicans to take further steps to defeat the Democrats' January 6th argument. House Republicans must take these steps as soon as possible. I look forward to speaking with you next time on Advancing the Agenda.